my haramai and welcome to the Faki podcast uh, which invites people from all walks of life to converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite you and our guests today to share lived experiences and effort to identify common threads uh, within support systems, social networks and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey, what's our season two question? So in season two, we are looking at what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? So, so good. And today we are, so my name is Kelsey and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Maluseo and people use he, him pronouns for me. So we uh, make an effort of not introducing our people because it's not our story to tell. Hey, so, kia ora. do you want to introduce yourself, however much you want to share, and your pronouns, please? Kia ora. my name is Rawania, and my pronouns are she, her. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, good. and so tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, as well as um, the communities that you're connected to. So it doesn't have to be complete, like you know, don't don't like share as, as little as, as as small as little as small as little as big as as you want. So um, in terms of communities, you can look at you know your your family, your friends, or otherwise you can look at personal things that you're interested in, in terms of hobbies. So it could be um, CrossFit, or it could be any other um, uh, mm. communities that you believe you add value to, or you believe they add value to you. So only three. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. So introduce myself. I'm Rawania. I'm from the far north of New Zealand. And my iwi is Naitakoto and also Tainui. The communities that I add value to or that I'm in, I would say is my family and my whanau first and foremost and also the CrossFit weightlifting community and I would just say everyone in general really like the people who I meet um, the people who you know, I am blessed to meet through my own journey. I would say that they become part of my community as well. Mm. Totally echo that. Felt that one as well, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I think often it's so easy for us to be segregated by, like, our hobbies or blah, 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 blah. But it's so true, you know. We are a community with everybody and how everyone can coexist in the same space is really interesting. Mm. Um, so obviously this season we're looking at knowledge and we're curious if you want to um, kick us off with what is knowledge to you? What does the word knowledge mean for you? The word knowledge, wow. I'm like, this is such a deep question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course, of course. It's interesting because I, when I think of the word knowledge, for me, that's very much a logical way of looking at things through books, as an example. Like when I hear the word knowledge, knowledge is gained through reading things or through being taught 
Whereas, like, as an example, like, if I compare it to wisdom, like, wisdom is what is gained through trial and error. It's gained through living. It's gained through your journey. It's gained through what is shared through other people and other people's stories. And so, yeah, that's kind of like how I look at knowledge. And then I suppose the distinction between wisdom as well. And I, and I suppose the reason why I brought wisdom into it is because for me personally, I get more value out of wisdom than I do knowledge. And so Mm. that's why I chose to bring that comparison into the space Mm. as well. And what, 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 so, so do you believe that they have a relationship with each other or do you believe that, you know, like, cause, cause, cause could knowledge be a a scattering, scatterfolding step towards wisdom or is it like, how does that play out for you? Mm, Love this question. Yeah, definitely. There is a relationship there and an interconnection. And I suppose like when I consider myself and my own journey, I've definitely been in this process of, yeah, like having gone to university as an example to learn about something and then the wisdom that's then gained through the application of that thing. Or Mm. on the flip side, you know, another way that I've kind of lived my life is like I've gone through these really, you know, difficult experiences, like say, for example, with my depression and anxiety. And and so through wanting to understand that more, then I've gone on a journey of then going back to university again to then study psychology as an example plus other different spaces of gaining knowledge through learning to then be able to make make sense of my lived experience. And so definitely there is a interconnection and an inter, uh, in a relationship in my eyes. Um, and it's helped me to make sense of my experience mm. and sometimes too I you know for me personally I would say that like 80% yeah that's that's quite a high number but you know I would say 80% of what I truly value comes through comes through wisdom more so than knowledge for me personally um yeah Love, love, love that. Do you think that that wisdom is transferable between people? Because you've talked about stories, right, and sharing stories. So is there, in in your experience, is there any way that um, wisdom can be shared through conversation? Or does it have to be verbal? Can it be emotional or physical or any other ways of sharing that with people? Mm. Well, I, I suppose the first part where you where you ask, like, can it be shared through people? And, like, that to me um, is how I've learned a lot of things. It's through the stories that other people have shared, 
with mm. me about their own experiences with something and then what they've learned through the process. And then I've taken that learning and then applied it to myself. And so through that storytelling piece, that's where I've then been able to take the wisdom that's been gained by this other person and their own experiences mm. to then support me so that I don't have to go through that same journey and make the same mistakes because they've gifted me that wisdom. And then I even look at it from the space of like, I suppose like my ancestors and you know how they passed down knowledge. A lot of it was passed down verbally through storytelling, through showing mm -hmm. as well, right? When you said, mm -hmm. can it also be physically? It's like, well, when I consider that, I'm like, well, yes, because it's physically showing our children how to cook a nourishing meal or it's showing them how to play sport whatever it might be it's like through that physicality of actually being with people and showing people the way as well however that looks right how whatever showing the way looks like like to me that is another exchange of passing on wisdom Yeah, you're definitely giving me vibes while 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 you were saying that. Mm. I totally agree. Actually, um, I all because I I really feel I've, I've I'm feeling into it, and I'm like, yeah, I can totally see how that actually works out. Um, for 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 my nuance of your of uh, an understanding of what you're saying as well. Um. Mm. How do you acquire, so how do you personally acquire um, knowledge? How do you wear knowledge and how do you move with knowledge? So mm. those are those, so how do you acquire, wear and move with knowledge? But if, if, if um, that's too long, we can break it down. How do you acquire knowledge? How do you wear knowledge and how do you move with knowledge? And then in process to, because, you know, I feel like if, if, if wisdom's the, um, is, is the, is the, is the, is the heart point for you, it's mm. like, how does how do i guess how do you wear wisdom how do you move with wisdom also how do you acquire wisdom mm, mm. i would say how do i acquire knowledge um for me it's usually like there's a spark and there's a curiosity and however that might be it's like Ah, uh, someone shares something and I want to learn more about it and then that for me typically comes like if I'm you know being honest from Google or you know looking online and also too I'd say more recently actually asking God as well around you know, I would say what it is that I need to do here or what it is that is, um, what are my next steps here? But the knowledge itself, like in terms of expanding my understanding of things, very simply through the internet um, and to sometimes through learning, through institutions. You know, I would say I'm one of those forever learners 
Um, one of those people who have lots of qualifications. <laughs> um, and I can definitely see myself as being that person who continues to keep learning because I do personally get a lot of value from that. And so, yeah, I believe that we can't, um, well, for myself anyway, like I, I feel like I know nothing if I'm being completely honest. Like the more that I learn, the more knowledge that I acquire, I'm like, I know nothing. What does that mean? So what does that mean? Like, can you mansplain that for me? Like, because I feel like everybody, everybody says, says that in different, yeah, in different ways. So I'm like, can you please just explain it to us from, from your point of view? What do you mean by that? Ah, I would say that actually my point of view in that is like, it actually makes me, um, like brings a lot more humility in like the simplest of, of terms, it's like, I remember, you know, when you're a teenager and you think that you know everything <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, like you're wrong and mm. no, mom, you just don't know or no, dad, you have no clue. Like, I know, like, you just think that you know everything. And then <laughs> you realize you're like, oh, okay. No, I don't. Actually, maybe mum and dad was right. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know. Um, and so the older I get, the more that I learn, I'm just like, this world is so big and expensive. And you also don't know what you don't know as well. And so as much as there's that spark and that curiosity, it's like, well, we're only learning a small percentage of whatever mm. is, you know, possible to learn within this this earth and, you know, this world. And, yeah, it, 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 it makes me more humble, if I'm being honest, instead of, like, you know, I would say inflates me in terms of, oh, I know lots. For me, it's just like, wow, well, you really know nothing. You know, you're mm. just like... To me, it's like you're a speaking speaking the universe, um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that personally. Because mm. for me, it's just like, yeah, well, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's like I can learn all of these things um, and acquire all of this knowledge, and also to it doesn't change anything really. At the end of the day, I still am who I am. Mm. I'm so thankful you said that I'm so thankful you said that I'm curious what would you say to like 16 year old Rowania that's like I know everything what what would you now say to 16 year old Val (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) and would she even listen that's probably another question as well would she even listen oh man Ah, 16-year-old. Ah. <laughs> she probably wouldn't even listen. Nah. She'd be like, not. that's nice. <laughs> it was like this, like, how would you describe me when I was 16? I was like this on the sly, like, rebel. Like, on the outside, like... 
<laughs> on the outside I was like really book smart like teacher's pet like you know it was like this really like good good girl and then on the sly I'd sneak out of my out of my house like out of my room like go and drink with my friends and um yeah I got away with it um and so <laughs> what would I say to her I would probably just say to her that who you are is exactly what this world needs and you don't have to be anything for anyone. So cute. That's that's all types of healing right now. That's all types mm. of healing. That's all types of healing. And yeah, so how do you move? How do you move with knowledge? Do you, like, do you feel like the knowledge or the wisdom that you acquire equips you like a superpower and a super armor, or like does it give you this this invincibility of sorts? Invincibility, not invisibility. Um, mm. Or does like you know like how does how does how does acquiring knowledge look and feel for you? Mm. Okay, so like moving as in like when I take it on and I acquire it, how do I move through the world with it? Yeah. For me, it's like, how can I gift it to those around me? And it's not something that I own. It's how I look at it. It's like, okay, for me, when I acquire knowledge and I learn something, like instead of you know, holding on to it and trying to keep it as my own intellectual property or whatever it might be. It's like, well, how can I give to those around me? How can I support those around me? Because I know that's what I value and Mm. I love supporting people. And if I have the knowledge to give to another person, why would I not like, why would I not? And, and the way that I look at it is, you know, for me personally, holding on to it is so selfish. And so actually being like, well, yes, I have this knowledge and yes, I've invested 30 grand into this marketing degree or whatever degree that I have, a few. <laughs> um, and... How can I share that freely with people? One hundred percent. And has has like have, have, have were the communities that you were willing to share were, were they receptive to your knowledge? Like did that feel good to for you? Like did it did it feel empowering to that you could share that knowledge back, or did it feel like there was a responsibility and a weight to give it back? Hmm. I don't feel like there has been a actually the responsibility and the weight was like my own doing. So tell us more. Yeah, Ooh, tell us um, more. Go there. Yeah, go there. I would say with that, it's like this hero savior complex. You know that part of me that just loves to support people and loves to help people and so 
then taking on the weight and the burden of everyone else and you know sometimes that has been okay and then other times what it's meant is I've then burnt out or I've then gotten sick or whatever it might be and so it's reminding myself that I can be selfless and I can give and also to understanding like what's my actual physical energetic capacity or if I can't be that person for them right now like Mm -hmm. when can I or who else do I know who could be that person to support them right now um so yeah the weight and the burden has come from me taking that responsibility and owning that responsibility and not also to like not allowing them to be responsible for themselves first and foremost as well it's like noticing actually like yes you you can be there for that person and you can show up for that person but unless this person is willing to choose differently, like, or, mm. you know, there's nothing that you can do. Like, to an extent, right, you can still show up with love, you can still do all of this, but this is not your responsibility and your burden to wear. You can still love them, but you don't need to carry that weight. Mm. Like, that's theirs to carry unfortunately as sad as it is really until they're ready to like let it go until they're ready to surrender to it until they're ready to choose differently but otherwise all you can do is just love that person so how do you navigate that balance between wanting to be there but knowing that it's not your your burden to carry or your like responsibility to hold how do you navigate that because i think that that is that is the crux of so much stuff i know for me as well like yeah that's been an interesting journey for me to try and figure out i'm curious Mm. to see what you have to say about that yep (laughs) um It's reminding myself that I can't save everyone. Um, Yeah, it's been that. um, And, like, that I'm not Jesus, essentially. Like, I can be like Jesus, but I'm not him. And it's, it's really reminding myself that. And that... Sometimes, I suppose we're all on our own journey. It's that reminder. It's like you can't force someone to walk that journey. Mm. But you can inspire them through walking your own path and your own journey and your own, you know, your own walk, really. Like, that's how I navigate that space. It's like, who am I being? If I can be this example for others Mm. and show them the way, Mm. 
then I don't have to carry them. Totally agree. Totally resonating. Because, like, to me, the way that I fashioned it as well is, like, um, because every, like, like I totally talk about what you're saying. Um, you can definitely be like Jesus. And because everybody has the capacity to, to do that, it's actually just a reminder. Mm. It's just mm. a reminder of being like, bro, you've got, you've got this. Like, and it's and like every single time it's like just waking people up of being like, and if, if people aren't ready to wake up, I feel like that, that's why I really appreciate this question, Kels. Um, if people aren't ready to wake up, it's because they're still having to wayfind a lot of things before they can find their inner glory or their inner power mm. or their inner justice. And I'm like, I've, I've found myself at a couple of um, cross points where I, I was like, oh my gosh, the answer's right there. Like that. <laughs> and half the time I'm like pushing that cope up uphill and then I realize, bro, we're not ready to have this conversation here. And I'm like, this, the, the signs were there as well for, for me to not engage in that conversation, for me to... And I'm like, I totally ignored it. And when you were talking about the savior complex, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was slowly, slowly having a funeral for that. Um, and it's, it's, a lovely, it's, a, it's a lovely reminder because we, you are right. We're not here to save people. We're here to remind people of their power. And the mm. and, and and the capacity to actually outgrow season, out, out outgrow you know troughs, peak peaks and troughs. And I'm like, yo, when when we're at, when when I'm, I I I definitely go into the deep end of gratitude when I'm in my when I'm in well when I perceive myself as going through a trough. I definitely go into the next level of being like, I need to in, in, instill gratitude right where I am at. Otherwise this trough will take me to like next week or next month or next year. And I'm like, I am not in a mood to be riding a, a, a trough wave. <laughs> mm. Totally made that up right now. If that's a thing, but if that's, a, <laughs> if that's not a thing, we can totally claim that. But I'm like, I am not Probably riding right, this trough wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like what you just said there, how, like how important gratitude is within those spaces. Like, it's so important. Like, we can get so caught up on what we don't have, mm. you know, in that journey, in that, in that path, in that walk, right? It's like we're constantly focused on what's ahead or what we want or what we think that we want. And so we miss everything that's currently here within this space that's actually truly beautiful, and you know this this joy and this abundance that's available to us right now if we can look at it and be grateful for it instead of constantly focusing on this space in front of us in our future and being like well but I don't have that yet It's the but, but I. It's the butts for me. I'm like, mm, if you've got a butt in it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I swear, I'm at a point where I'm like, where I'm like, I can hear the cues for me. I'm like this every time I use the word butt. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, just a, eh? just was oh. when you called yourself out on the other day. 
<laughs> yeah, so those are my two trigger words for me when I, it's like it's like a reminder for me that I'm not actually trying to open space. I'm just trying to you know limit the understanding of the knowledge bases of all. It's like because I I find myself I use just when I'm trying to excuse how little or big it is. Oh, it's just this. Well, it's just that, and I'm like, nah, don't don't just it. Like, and I like, and I, I like, I'm so thankful, Kelsey, that you can um, see that because. To me, those two words, but and just, when, when I'm, when I'm using them in my language, I give myself the permission to just fall into the realm. You did it now. To just fall into the realm. Just fall into the realm. To fall into the realm. Yeah. To fall into the realm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost like relearning how I converse with myself and converse with, with, with my thoughts and my focado and how I converse with my articulations of my focado because that's not, like to me that's not abundance and that's not actually opening up for nuances of understanding it's like i'm i'm front loading it so that i'm like oh we're just having a conversation rowania record like (laughs) (laughs) you know and and in that too it's like that reminder that our words hold so much power in terms of the reality that we're also creating Mm. I'm fanning yeah. you off for that. Carry on, carry on. Yeah, You've got a fan so, for this. You know, it's like, okay, well, how am I speaking? How am I speaking to myself? How am I speaking to others? Are they words? Are they, you know, phrases? Are they things that are uplifting, that are supportive? Or are they things that are creating more harm? You know, mm-hmm. and, and understanding too, whereby that impacts us and it's not from a place of bypassing right like I you know I want to put that in there because I think a lot of people try to bypass or you know these these harder feelings or these negative feelings through Mm. just flipping to toxic positivity you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also too it's like noticing it's like oh okay well am I just feeding into this space of you know all of these things where I'm minimizing myself or I'm feeding into all of these things or am I actually speaking from a place of of love really you know Mm -hmm. like that's where it where it comes back to for me is like if I can speak from a place of love then the things that I'm saying and the words that I'm saying are going to support not only me, but the people around me as well. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I just want to go back to kind of what you were saying at the start. And what I heard is like, correct me if I'm wrong too, but the language that you use for yourself is also telling other people what language to use towards you as well. Yeah. You yeah, get a fan yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> because if we if we minimize ourselves, then it's telling other people that they have permission to do that to us as well. Mm. Mm. The disrespect mm-hmm. started with us. With mm. me. Yeah. 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 Um, we've talked quite a bit about like knowledge outside of ourselves. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like how do you hold knowledge like in your body in your mind in your soul in your heart like what is knowledge within your body that already exists if you don't look outside of yourself um knowledge within my body 
the way that I look at that is like my body speaks to me and so knowledge within my body is noticing physically how my body responds within different situations different experiences different environments and so because as an example like at the end of my last long-term relationship I had a lot of injuries I say injuries um you know my body was breaking down and my body was screaming at me and to kind of sum it up my relationship wasn't healthy on both sides and so it was a very unhealthy environment and my body spoke to me in so many ways like during that relationship I ended up getting depression I I ended up like physically experiencing all of these different things and my belief is is that that was connected to that relationship and as soon as I or as soon as that relationship ended like within a few months those physical symptoms inside my body had left And so for me, knowledge inside my body is noticing when I'm with someone, is my body closing off? Is it open? When I spend time with them, does my body feel expensive? Or am I noticing that I'm starting to, you know, get all of these physical symptoms that are telling me that perhaps this person is not a person that is going to support me to be around and so yeah I'd say that's kind of like how I hold knowledge in my body Mm. or 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 the body aspect anyway that's that's what kind of came up for me when you asked that question Mm. the word that that's coming up for me is intuition like how do you how do you know that to listen to your body in that kind of way because I think often it's easier for us just to like ah that's just my body doing the thing but that connection between mind body and soul what does that look like for you in an intuitive way of just like listening in and finding the connections Mm, mm. I feel like for everyone it's quite different so Mm. um, you know for myself uh, one thing that I feel like my intuition or um, the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it um, in my body is I get like full body goosebumps and so it literally like you'll see in my arms like my the hair raise on my arms and it could be so hot that it you know like well of course I'm not cold you know like so mm that is like a clear sign and a clear indication for me um that that's what it is and that's what's speaking to me and telling me you know gifting me that knowledge that isn't knowledge that's gained through books this is the knowledge that it's like okay this this person perhaps isn't you know great for you to be around or whatever questions that I have that I might ask so that's how it how it shows up for me um 
and everyone else's intuition can be quite different it can be like you know in the gut or whatever it might be Mm. but yeah I don't know how does it show up for you two I uh (laughs) I am asking people because I'm trying to see what happens with other people so Mm. I can understand if those things also happen for myself because I don't listen I, I haven't much listened to my body and put the connection between mind body and soul Mm. and it's only been in the last six months you know when I when I made this change in my life and I've kind of been on a journey for that last little while of trying to figure that out and having reference points for other people is kind of how I'm figuring that out for myself so I don't have a definitive answer right now because I don't I just actually don't know Mm, yeah mm. and that's so understandable because it's something that again that wisdom right isn't Mm. passed down because it's something that I would say a lot of people have you know if you look at I suppose like my Maori ancestors like um you know they were beaten for using Mm-hmm. you know their intuition and their instincts and so yeah. you know that there wasn't passed down to a lot of people because you were told that you were wrong for mm. being able to listen to that part of you so and that it wasn't valuable mm. Mm. In, a, in a colonial context yeah well what's valuable is your mind right mm-hmm. mm. yeah yep. I get that. What about for you, Miller? Um, yeah, I totally echo both what um what you both said because in some ways I've been dabbling in, in both those arenas. So I was raised um fully immersed in, in Catholicism from from the islands, and that was the most like joyous upbringing I could ever um I could ever I could I can't fault it because I I fully received the love I saw the love I gifted the love so it was it was immaculate um yep there were all the trauma and the violence and the um the abuse um was 100% present as well as the love and the joy and the the great grace of 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 God um and as I maneuvered over to this side of the world from the islands from Rotuma to um to, to New Zealand um I was tested and I was tested a lot because it wasn't, I wasn't so much tested um, in terms of not believing in a higher purpose, but I was tested with the realm manifestation of Catholicism. And, and that, that's, that's, that's a completely different narrative to what the Bible actually says and what the Bible actually does and what the Bible actually, so the, as much as, so in season one, I was I, I like, I am very heavily critical of, of the man's interpretation of the Bible. And by man, I'm meaning humankind. Um, it's, uh, like, and it's not even just the Bible in terms of, um, with, with Christianity, it's very much um, every different religion and every different sick cult has, has, has done, their own damaging, um, their own damage, and as well as their own love. And to me, I feel like um, going off what of uh, what Michael was saying um, in one of his episodes, um, he was saying we're just all finding different ways to mm. articulate love, 
um, mm. in this world mm. and to, to deeply articulate love in this world. And I'm like, yeah, I totally believe in that for Karo. And I totally believe in the, um, and the fact that, you know, in certain times and places, the Bible is potent, potent. Mm. And then in certain times and places, the people wheeling the Bible was potent as well. And, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, hold the mummy anymore which is a beautiful place that I'm, I'm really i'm really happy to be in and i'm at a point where i can actually um ritual which is also through karakia i can karakia and at the same time for me i'm like karakia and prayer um although they have their nuances it's, it's it has the, the the same essence of gratitude of of, mm. of of recognizing your gifts in the present and i feel like to me i look at um Taoism, i look at um Buddhism, I look at a lot of different um, popularized religions um, and they all kind of weave in the same, you know, the same song just with different instruments. And I'm mm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm really going back to what you were saying before Ra, on our, um, at, before we jumped into the recording space is that um, we literally can be be, be assholes. We, we can be assholes with these things and we can be so righteous and justice with it. And, and mm. as much as I was I like, before I got the concept of everything's a mirror of, of myself and everything that I perceived, perceived was a mirror of myself, I was of the mind and I convinced my mind, my mind convinced me to say that, yep, the violence existed outside of me and I could see it and I could feel it. And I could, I could, I could name it and shame it. And I'm like, mm. it was interesting that I couldn't name it and shame it within me as well. And I gave myself this like force field, <laughs> this force field protection that said I saw it and I didn't feel it and I didn't receive it and I don't know I'm I, I'm not that anymore. And I'm mm. like, oh, spotted you got it, <laughs> like spotted you got it. And if it's not the same exact mirror, it's a different, it's a different it's manifested into a different illusion and i'm like ooh, dangerous waters for me and it's it's an ongoing conversation but to go back to um what um you were questioning um it's very much um for me it's it's gratitude and and karakia and waiata like to me i love um all of our songs because they're just so potent like they really they really articulate for me anyways, the way that songs and prayers that come from our ancestors, it's like when I can sing the songs and they could sing it back then. And I don't know why this is coming in right now, but I'm feeling really emotional into this. But so no buts. And um, when I sing the songs that my grandma sings, for a moment we're singing in the same time and she's not present in the realm, but time doesn't matter because we're singing the same song. And and that to me is that to me is the is is the the grace and the, and the love that I receive every single time I go into prayer and every time I go into um, wayata because the, the the prayers were weaved in before I was born and the wayatas were weaved into this realm before I was born and I can't if if I don't recognize that that's that that's love already weaved into this realm I miss out on that. I miss out on on that boat and I miss out on that gratitude and I I miss out on actually loving and, and, and I love the way that you said it expansion expansion like loving and expand an expansion um is exactly where I'm where I'm at where I'm like I 
if I don't want to see the love in this poem moment, it's because I really don't want love in this moment. And that's okay. Mm. I feel like for me, I've learned from Kelsey to feel it. If love doesn't exist in this moment, don't run away from it. Just embrace that right now, te pōr is here and te kore is here. So, mm. Mm. And te amarama will come. Always. Mm. Well, I feel like all of them coexist and, and, and we dabble with the one that we like the most or dabble with the one that's that's closest to us our proximity in our season because mm. they're just always there like to me i'm like the seasons exist with with each other not siloed from each other mm. yeah. well that's the way that i'm perceiving it what about you guys Gosh, I'm just so like in everything that you shared. I'm like, there was so much in that that I definitely agreed with. Um, yeah, I feel like with the seasons, they... What do I feel? Kelsey, do you have something first? I think if we if we jump into the seasons, like there's elements of one and the other. Like you said, Malo, they're not siloed. Like spring and autumn are kind of an amalgamation of summer and winter, but in different ways. And they have to flow through one to get to the other. Mm. And I think that's how, like if we bring that back to us and to knowledge, then, you know, like ignorance and knowledge we have to flow through one to get to the other and if we can put wisdom down here as well mm. like we have to throw through knowledge to get to the wisdom amazing and and I vice versa as, mm. and vice versa yeah. as well because like, it's like yeah. when you have wisdom you kind of have to channel it through knowledge well, I feel like that's the traditional way as we've been channeling it through knowledge to to to, to, to spread it out and and and, and, and masses um, yeah. I feel like there is other ways that we can that that people have been exploring with that actually just it, it's like sensory sensory done. There's no need to be like mm. sensory knowledge, like acquisition, <laughs> specificities, silos, then mm. spread it. And I'm like, ooh, mm. that, I feel like that's the traditional model, or that's the model that we've been fashioned for so long. Mm. Yeah, and even as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, what's the other way? And the way that I, for me, I was like, it's it's aroha, it's love. Like, yeah. And see, through that, I love, I, I love how people through all of them, maybe. People always like demonize. Well, from my from my perspective, let me not let me not put it to what for people. <laughs> um, for me, I feel like people. Well, I always see that. Um, People are articulating it in my world that that there's such a subjectivity with 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 aroha, and I'm like, mm. they're supposed to be. Aroha doesn't manifest in one space, in one place, in one time. I'm like, specificity is like, um, well, subjectivity is supposed to happen with anything, like, and I'm like, like when people because I've I've heard conversations around being like, oh, you know, well, we can't really rely on love because it's it's too broad, it's too abstract, it's, and I'm like. Yeah, and the nuances of the people that adopt love in the room that you're in, that's the like you know that's the starting point. If we have, uh, allow people to embrace the nuance of what um, love manifests for within their realm, 
we can actually understand and we can actually heal and correlate and actually start to pull out the dots of being like, actually, love is massive. <laughs> but because we do, we stop it of being like, oh, no, it's too subjective. We need something more factual based and all of these things. And I'm like, it, we do for, for these, these, these time and place for facts. And there's also time mm-hmm. and place for us to actually sit and simmer in aroha and I don't find myself and that's why I love the podcast and I love people like yourself because you actually do that, you know, with, with the mahi that you do with, with breath work. I feel like that's the most radical love that you can give your body is, 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 is ha. And to mm. me, I'm like the fact that you do that and you, you facilitate people through that. Like you took me places, you took me places the first time. Like, like I said, tiako matua, um, yeah, that took me places, like, and I, I, I had places I wasn't ready to go because that, like, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, that just took me to Tikori straight away. Yeah, I was swallowed in, like, I was swallowed in, and the it closed, and I couldn't get out, and it was the most scariest thing ever, because I, like, it, the sensory feeling of me getting going into Tikori was real, mm-hmm. and then how you pulled us back was so real as well, and I, I'm so thankful for that. Mm. you and your team thank you so much to april and what's your other wahine's name medicine oh, kia ora mm. kia ora kia ora shout out to you too mm. yeah mm. like there's so much in everything that you both just shared just then where i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> Don't know where to go right now, to be being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, um, if, if you, if I can, sorry. Um, there's one more thing that I wanted to add into that. Me and Kelsey went and sat in with um, at a church, and we just based. Well, I, I, I closed my eyes because I didn't want my number one sense um, mm. that I that I rely on for 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 judgment to, to to judge in that space. So I'm like, let me just remove my my sight. So I closed my my eyes and I felt the aroha in the space so much. And the kids were there, like, right, like, as I closed my eyes, this one girl just came and just held my hand. And in that moment, I felt so loved. Like, in that one moment of that, um, she didn't have to, she didn't know me. We literally just met the, all the kids that day. And while I was closing my eyes, one kid just one kid was fanning me and was like was fanning me in the front and the other kid just came and just like the way that she held my hand and she just stood with me i was like i i was having such a like out of this world experience and and that's when i really was like yeah we just have different modalities of of meditation we have different Mm -hmm. modalities of ritual and this is the like this is christianity's modality and it might have you know, done a couple of leaps towards the realm, but you know, I feel like that's also innovation. Mm. Like to me, I'm like, that's innovation, and I know what I got from it. I and I feel like everybody goes to church to receive different aroha from God. You know, like, and that's for their own purposes. So that's that's mm. the only last bit that I wanted to add to that was, I I really enjoyed my church experience there because yeah. I knew why I was there. I wasn't there for the politics. I wasn't there for the for who's up there or who was this, I was there for literally the love and the space in the room. What about yeah. you, Kelsey? Yeah, I was there for connection and for community because the person that invited us, when, like we went to church on the Sunday and we met him on the Thursday. 
and it was mm. such an intense like an intense um dive into that friendship and like so blessed that we got that opportunity and I was there not because I'm a religious person but because I wanted to connect with this people in the in his community um and for mm. me the connection came through the wiretap because it was a song that I recognized and I just like surrendered and let myself be in the moment and to be honest I've never done that in a church before or in a church setting before because there's some mum idea um but yeah it was beautiful and then I had a little person come and hold my hand too it was so cute I made a little cunny cunny together as well mm. it was amazing yeah that's beautiful you know I think wow wow just like both of you sharing that you know your experience and how you were able to connect and feel the love in that space mm. and actually that that love is available to us in so many different spaces right when we can feel that or connect in with that wherever that love is present and then you know and something you said earlier Muller is like actually how you know it's the people who have been the thing which have has actually you know created a lot of harm in in you know these church spaces really and and that to me that like breaks my heart that mm. you know there mm. are so many people who have been affected in that way through you know people's abuse of power and you know, that abuse of power is in so many spaces and so many places and mm. it's so prevalent and where am I going with this? <sighs> Essentially, I just want, yeah, I'm just like, I suppose it's like, yeah, how can we, well, actually take responsibility for our power, actually, that's where I'm going with that. Mm. Because I know for myself, like, you know, in my own journey that I have gotten into places and positions where I have felt so powerful and I have abused it and I have caused harm and sometimes unknowingly sometimes like from a place of thinking that it's you know good intentions but really it's been self-serving purposes and so um you know when I look at power like it's so beautiful for us to be empowered but then at the same time it's like we're really just checking ourselves and noticing like are we doing this from a place of like self-serving purposes just to essentially help us to continue to rise in this space but not taking into consideration how this is affecting everyone else around us like how is this affecting our family and our whanau how is this mm. affecting our friends how is this affecting the communities that we're in through us being this way because like none of this matters if everyone else who is within our community is being affected in a harmful way. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't no, know where that came from. That that was bomb. <laughs> that was bomb because I I I echo everything that you said. Um, I'm of the belief that 
if 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 for you to rise to power you have to demonize or step on somebody else's like values or love i'm like you you've manipulated your power you haven't manifested your power correct mm-hmm. yeah that manipulation piece as well like it's like yeah yep you've manipulated your way to get to this space and it's something that so many of us do unfortunately you know a lot of it's so subconscious and I didn't think that I was a manipulator for so long <laughs> and gotta go. I <laughs> gotta go the mirror's too the, the mirror's too transparent today gotta go like, really don't ah. stop keep going <laughs> you know when you're talking about pointing the finger and like um around abuse like you know, I'm going back to my last long-term relationship. Like when I, when that ended, I was, I like called him a narcissist and I called him all these things. And then when I held the mirror up, I was like, oh, 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 you know, like this is where you're being emotionally abusive. That the way that you're that you were perceiving it was actually, you know, that you're in trauma and you're being hurt by this other person, but the way that you're behaving is emotionally abusive. And I that was like really hard for me to be able to see and then see, oh well, where else is this playing out in my other relationships? And, and noticing, actually, it's like, okay, these things that I'm saying because I'm, you know, I might, you know, I might use the word, like, feeling depressed or whatever it is. I'm like, actually, no, this is a form of manipulation. And that's really hard to see because you can't unsee it. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's the excavating work that I've been, I, I, I've, I I totally commend you for I totally commend mm. you for because to me um, because I'm aware that you know you can only go as far as as you're you're willing to go yourself and to me I'm like you've gone to to very much the like the depths of the transparency in the mirror that you see with and and, and that, that reflects the person that you perceive you are the person that 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 weaves in perspectives so to me I'm like wow like. That like, did you know that you were gonna do that, or was that a like a, a a flowy process for you where you literally was just like, oh mirror, there it is, or you know what I mean, like because I'm it like was, that. It was definitely not something I set out to do. <laughs> no. Wait, today I'm going to work on all of my dark shadows. <laughs> no, it's just definitely been a process, you know. Even too, it's like if I notice, like with my family I'm like why am I frustrated right now like why am I angry like in trying to understand that because I know that that's not who I am like at the core of it that's not who I am when you said you you know earlier it's like when you wake up and you are just love you know when you wake up I think you said that before we got onto this into this recording I was like well that's how we come into this earth we come into this space as love so where is this frustration coming from where is this anger coming from like yes they are part of the human experience but 
also too, or and also too, I'm like, is that really you? And see, only a little bit, only a little people, little bit of us would actually agree to being like, no, that's not us. Or, you know, if, if you if you haven't done a lot of the work of the inner like the inner standing, um, you would you would you would find another excuse to 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 to, to, mm. to you know band aid this wound. Yeah, <laughs> excuse outside of yourself, eh? Like, oh no, no, not my fault. It's because this mm. happened to me, or because you know, being in that victim state. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's interesting. it. Or it's the other person, or you know, like that's it, that constant blaming, right? Mm. It's like, mm, you know, like how are you also playing, you know, what's your part to play in this yeah. dynamic as well through who you're being? Mm. All right, so we'll come to our final question as well. Which stories have you archived, inventoried, or placed in the back of your high security vault? Um, that, that, that you'd like to privilege. So it's kind of like, what's in your far queue? But, okay. Can you, um, I'm going to say the word, simplify that for me yeah. <laughs> in a way that's, um, Kelsey Matsplain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Yes. Thank you. It's like, what are the, what are the conversations that you would like to have that, maybe society is telling us you know no you're not allowed to talk about that or um those those tapu subjects that we don't often talk about but you want to talk about what are those kinds of things that you want to bring to the front Mm. so we we don't know your one but i guess for me an assumption Mm. could be and you you you'll feel free to backtrack on this as well um assumption could be you know how do we relate and reconnect with god in a new way and in, in a way that that doesn't you know that doesn't diminish the past, but it also really uplifts what the the, the potency of 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 the love um, with God could be in in, in in this in this you know new online digital um, space because I feel mm. like everything's going online, everything's going digital, and I don't see a lot of love in that space because you know everything's coded by the man so it is an, mm. I, I see the online space as another form of um manning you know mm. <laughs> like, um and yeah so these 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 articles or all these this thing um uh what is that thing it's like something of mass mass destruction but it's like um what's that quote and it's like um Something of mass destruction. Do you know what the like? Does anybody know what that? No. Okay, I'll send you the thing. But yeah, okay. it's around that that that, <laughs> yeah, that space. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that that's been something that's coming up for me around uh, wanting to speak about, and I understand how much mamai and pain there is around. God, especially for people who did grow up in the church and that's not something, you know, that hasn't been my experience. And so, um, you know, what's actually been hard for me is to build and cultivate this relationship with God and then people to tell that for people to then tell me that I'm wrong 
because they've had this abusive experience when they were children and so um and that that brings me pain like that that they've had that experience because my experience is just pure love um and and that hasn't come from from being in the church and so I definitely know for myself that I would like to speak more about it and it's it's having the courage to do so but also to I feel like what's the word that I'm looking for it's like trying to do so with some sensitivity as well in 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 some ways um in understanding people's pain um but also too for me it's like why would anyone not want to feel this abundance of love like that's how I look at it because for me if if we look at this path that a lot of people are on in terms of truth seeking I've gone down so many different paths honestly so many different paths (laughs) and it's for me it's it's arrived at this place like I've gone down you know having learned about different types of you know, a little bit of Buddhism or, you know, like so many different personal development paths, like self-love paths, self-worth paths, like all these different, you know, spirituality in different ways. And, you know, and, and again, this is my own experience. And for me, it's like, well, God's love is like no other. And, and the fullness that I feel when I'm sitting with God, I'm like, well, I just know that I'm worthy and I know that I'm loved and I know all of these things. But when I don't have that relationship with it, well, with God, like, then that's when all of those other, you know, negative thoughts come into my head that, oh, there's something wrong with you or you're not good enough or all of these things. And I'm like, you know, these things that so many people struggle with and I'm like, well, why wouldn't we choose that? And and I can see why because it's a pain mm. and I get that. Um, so definitely that and even so with that, I'm still unpacking a lot of things and traversing a lot of spaces around it and speaking to different people you know who have had their own journeys around their own relationship with God because I believe that that's important to you know ask people who have the wisdom ask people who have knowledge in different ways to understand their perspectives Mm. and also to you know even through all of that I can keep coming back to asking God and and building that relationship and that communication with him so Mm. that's definitely like a big one for me um and it feels yeah it feels like I'm being pulled into that path Lean in, lean in. <laughs> so much easier yeah. to say than, than to do, but lean in, yeah. lean in. 
Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, especially, like, I would say within, like, the taboo spaces of um, deliverance. And so, oh, yeah, Mahu might know a bit more around what deliverance is. Um, like, so deliverance is really, uh, we're going to go there. <laughs> 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 Well, come on, Kelsey. Kelsey's, Kelsey needs to be educated. <laughs> um, it's like casting spirits and demons out of people. Um, and I have actually done that for one person. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time um and it was presented to me when I first came back to New Zealand and through my own journey as well through a lot of um I'm gonna call it like new age practices like I've had lots of things be pulled out of me but because it wasn't from a place of God then if you read the Bible it comes back seven times worse and so seven times oh. the number of um, spirits or demons come back into your body because it's not coming from a place of God. And so um, a lot of my work has been, you look at it, shadow work, it's helping to pull all of these things out. Um, and it's not to say that depression isn't real and anxiety isn't real and all of that, but I know for myself that, the more that I've been on this journey of God, that with God, that a lot of those things that I've experienced, like, just haven't been present. Like, it's like I've become so much kinder, I've become so much more loving. And so, yeah, I'm aware that I have this, um, or God's gifted me <laughs> this gift, and um, it's scary. <laughs> It's really scary for being honest. Mm, mm. And it's not a space that a lot of people speak about really openly, especially in the, you know, um what I do what I am aware of. It's 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 a lot more light and fluffy and it's not so much in the space of like what is essentially called spiritual warfare. So Yeah. I'm yeah, that was a bit of a bomb, Kelsey. No. I'm like, wow, I've never heard of this before. No, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've been in proximity to, to to when the spirit fills the room or fills, embodies people in the room. And that's, that's, that's a, I can totally agree with you, it is a scary space. Mm. Like it, it, and especially if we're not po with our aroha and, and how that aroha is being... Um, you know, create so Aroha is created. You know, Aroha is Aroha was created by, and it doesn't matter what you believe in. If like, I guess to me, it's it's more so on what your heart is like, where your heart is sitting with 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 that. So people call it God, you know, Hare Krishna, all of these other um, things. But for me, I'm like, if your heart is Po, like the the spirits will will, will definitely well. The, your heart will guide you into how to like to, to navigate the spirits like in, in spaces and places like that that I've been in proximity to. 
if your heart's not Poe, it will embody you. Mm. Or it will give you the worst, the worst of what you're wanting or what you're fearing and you don't know. Like, because the way that um, the Bible is being depicted to me is that the Bible only uses old toys to mess with you. So all of your old insecurities that you have no idea about and you thought you forgot about, boom. And I'm like, <laughs> I am so thankful that I've never been um, personally um, been thrown into that whirlpool, but I totally receive you and I, I hold space for you, um, my sister, for, for any time because I know how that's been I've, I've witnessed the reality of that so when you say that mm. it is scary i totally uffy and and if i know that you don't need validation but for me i can tell you 100 that i know exactly what you're talking about from my nuance um mm. but i totally receive you for for everything that you just said my sister mm. thank you thank you yeah you know and even when you're talking about like the heart right like this is where it's so important for us to take care of our hearts and to just notice where we do feel vulnerable and actually where are we seeking that support to ensure that we are looking after our hearts in whatever way that might be, you know, be that through asking through support, through friends, through family, you know, um, just really ensuring that, you know, all those insecurities, all those things that you, you know, all these lies that you have inside your head, like we're not continuing to feed those lies. You know, we're actually just continuing to feed, you know, essentially all the beautiful parts of like who we are. Hmm. So good. There you go, Kelsey. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Thank you so right, much. We went yeah. really deep. Just we did. <laughs> I was like, whoa, here we go. So good. So good. Thank you so much, honestly, Ravania, for coming through and sharing your story and being willing to be vulnerable with us as well. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And, yeah, just bloody amazing. <laughs> I feel really grateful that you two are just willing to go there like willing to go to those spaces and the space that you hold is so beautiful and so safe and so I just really want to you know acknowledge the both of you in that because you know I know for myself that you know I need to feel safe to be able to express myself and be honest and yeah you two hold that really beautifully so thank you mm-hmm. thank you well to, to quote your book you are never alone you are not alone um and if that is something that you want to plug in um feel free to plug in um yeah. any of your any of any of the, the the love that you've actually weaved into this world because that's how mm-hmm. i've received that's mm-hmm. how i've received um your book um very much a love that, um, that that I've received. And I also hold space for you to, you know, move away from your book as well. Because I know that, you know, kind of like the conversations we've had, that was something that you weaved into the world and it might have been the end result of a journey, you know. So for mm. me, I'm, I'm really um, holding space as well for where you are in terms of who you are right now in comparison to where you've released this, this love potion into the world. So 
Um, if you if you wanted to plug in any of that, any other love potions you've put, uh, plugged into the world, or otherwise, if people want to connect with you, how will they? Um, how how are they best to connect with you? Love that. Um, best way to connect with me right now is on Instagram. So Arawania dot Judson. I said to both Malu and Kelsey before we jumped on this call that I'm in this space of deep surrender and trust and what that means is I've also deleted my website I've just deleted everything that exists um online other than my Instagram and so that is the best space for people to connect with me now and moving forward so yeah thank you so much oh, thank you so much yes and um so we started with our our plugin so uh, will you join us in with saying fuck you um and all right fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you Fuck you. Oh, fuck you very much, everybody. See you later, Fano. Talk you, bitch. Bye.